This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, my fellow Schwoke Lords, and what is up? Welcome to the 100th episode of Cancel Shoes. I can't believe we've made it this far. What a long, long, strange trip it's been uh, from where we are now uh, to episode 100. The 100th episode of the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast as I move things around on my desk. I can't believe we've done 100 of these. That's... That's fucking crazy. A hundred episodes of... This is the type of guy you get. And... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Although, it's just a hundred episodes, you don't get it. Sound drops, most people don't get. Um, welcome to the show, folks. Can't believe you made it to a hundred. There's some people out there, I know they've, like, listened to every episode that we've ever done, which is crazy. I mean, we started it two years ago, which is, you know... It's kind of hard to do, like, you know, a show when you get to milestones, like, a hundred. Like, it means you've been doing the... Sh- like, shows that do it weekly, and, like, we've missed weeks. Like, we missed a month last September, missed a couple weeks this year because of the whole dead dad thing, and uh, I had, I had a, some Monday-Tuesday gigs where I was just like, I don't think it's possible to get a episode done this week, you know, because of it. But, uh, no, we've made it to 100. We've been doing the show for two years. It's been one year since Josh Casey used of a day. It was, about, you know, it was about a year ago we did that episode where Josh used a bidet and I had to talk to him about it and he had a glow on his face. His ass has not been cleaned since, folks. Uh, he has not cleaned his ass since that moment. And so, what a long, strange trip it's been, folks, uh, in, in, in these 100 episodes. But anyways, though, we got to continue to cancel Sweezy. Cancel Sweezy, the only podcast with 100 episodes. No other podcast has ever done 100 episodes. That, that podcast three of your friends started, they're definitely not, they definitely don't have a hundred episodes in there. There's definitely not a hundred episodes of that show. Uh, Joe Rogan, like he's in a thousand. I don't think he did a hundred. I don't think he had episode a hundred. I think they missed that. Uh, every other podcast that's ever existed, they've never done a hundred episodes. Cancel Sweezy, the only podcast that has ever done a hundred episodes, which is fucking crazy that we've made it to a hundred episodes of this show. So, uh, thank you so much. I got announcements to make. Uh, I initially, you know, I initially started podcasting to make announcements of shows I was doing. And, uh, you know, I did that with a Schwedcast, but that show was so sporadic. I really never could announce anything. But this show is weekly. And, 
And then after COVID, now I actually can make announcements. So fun announcements. Uh, first of all, I believe last Friday, so this comes out Wednesday. This would be last week's episode of the show uh, on the highly contested podcast. I was a guest on that show, so you can go talk to me. I did did forget to promote all the shit I was supposed to. Pro- I think we mentioned Cancel Shoozy once, but uh, yeah, I think I forgot to promote everything else I was supposed to promote in regards to that. So go check that out. It was a fun show. I. I talk about uh, touching your button and peeing and uh, a whole lot of the kissing guys. Uh, that's going to come back later in the episode, so stick around. You want to hear about how I, t- I kiss guys and stuff like that. So go check that out. It's a fun show. Uh, and if you're in the Columbia, Missouri area, November 23rd, that is the day before Thanksgiving, if you're in the area, go to Rose Music Hall up there in Columbia, Missouri. I'll be playing bass with Jacob Gapsch, which is going to be a fun, fun, fun. It's like the turkey. It's a the turkey bowl, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, the turkey something, uh, we'll figure that out, it's something, the turkey, what is it, okay, we're looking it up, uh, was it, turkey, I, I posted on, I posted on Facebook, I did post on Facebook, the tur- I should, I should have written this down in my notes, um, Wild Turkey Wednesday, that's what it's called, it's called Wild Turkey Wednesday, and, uh, I will be playing at it, uh, playing the bass, uh, and, so it's gonna be a fun time. So if definitely, if you're in the Columbia, Missouri area, go go hang out. You know, uh, you're gonna want to avo- if you if you you know if you have your parents in there, you want to avoid them. You're definitely gonna want to see me. You're definitely not gonna want to like hang out with them and shit. That's 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 fucking lame. That's rough, buddy. You definitely don't want to do that. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Columbia, Missouri, November 23rd. However, an upcoming announcement. It comes out this Friday after the podcast, November 11th. Uh, Never nude records. Uh, a record label, was kind enough to ask me to perform a cover for their newest compilation album, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, a uh, tour van. Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van is the name of it, Volume 1. Uh, it's their first ever Christmas compilation. I think last year they did uh, a summer album, and so I didn't get on that, so I was like, I better be on, I want to be on the next one. So I was on the next one, and it was really fun. So I'm doing a cover of Last Christmas by Wham, the best band ever. If you've already on social media, you've already seen me announce this, but if you're not, check it out. Uh, this Friday, November 11th, uh, last Christmas, I have a cover coming out all over the internet. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer. So go check out the Shweezy music page wherever you uh, stream your music, and definitely go check out and give us a follow over there. That way you know that. And follow Dever Nude Records wherever they're applicable. I know they're on Facebook. I know they're on Instagram. I don't go on Twitter, especially not now. Elon Musk is on Twitter. Uh, so I guess I'm not on there. And uh, yeah, if you don't want more information on it, you don't want to, if you think you're going to forget uh, by that time you're listening to the episode of the day of, uh, go check out my social media. It's at the Shweezy. It's like cancel Shweezy, but you put you replace the cancel with the. So that's a great way to uh, remember that. So go check that out. You get more notified when we do release that shit. So you better not be stingy over there. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Definitely go listen to my cover last Christmas. Go check out the rest of the compilation. I listened to a couple of songs. They're pretty cool. Um, really liking it. And it's definitely different from what I would say a normal Christmas compilation album is. You think you're going to get a lot of the classics on this? Uh, you'd be surprised. I know Ghost Town Remedy and uh, some other band they collaborated with, uh, they did a cover, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and that's really cool. Uh, some people are doing 
like the song called 122395 which i've never heard before uh so i think that's really cool uh what someone's doing like a song from frozen which is very unique as well so it's definitely different from it it's pop punk stuff like that it's very pop punk music so if you're really into that shit definitely go check out the new never nude records uh, album grandma got run over by a tour van it's gonna be a lot of fun be really cool and it's gonna be this shit's gonna have to end up on your Christmas playlist this year. If you're a cool person, uh, if you're into, uh, you know, well, not that. If you're into cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff, you're definitely gonna want to check out this new uh, Christmas compilation by Never Nude Records. And also, you want to listen to me uh, perform "Last Christmas." Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. I sing that, but I'm a lot better. A lot better than that. So that's that's cool shit. Go follow me on socials. Twitch, twitch.tv slash the shweezy. Uh, I've missed the last two weeks because of recording uh, commitments. Uh, recording as in me recording music, not myself, but other people. I can record whenever I want to. I know how to do that. But when it's other people, like, you know, scheduling is kind of a bitch. Uh, you know. That's rough, buddy. But I have to finish my Pokemon Black Randomizer. And then the new Pokemon games are coming out. Which is insane that we're already in Gen 9 on the Pokemon games. Because it feels like yesterday, because I bought my Switch uh, 2019, October 2019. Uh, you know, and I was like, I need, you know, I've been, you know, I was, I always grew up playing the Pokemon games. And then, you know, uh, I didn't really have a new console. So I was like playing like old ROMs and stuff like that on my computer. I'm like, I really want to get back into Pokemon and the new stuff. So I got a Switch, started getting a lot of games, started playing Let's Go Pikachu. And then November came and put started playing shield and i put so many hours into that game and uh, you know i did the dlc stuff like that and we're already on gen 9. i'm like wow it's crazy so i'm gonna be streaming a lot of that and so uh, i do not know what the schedule is going to be for that because uh week of thanksgiving um i do not know how much i'm gonna get in the week of thanksgiving there could be a possibility uh that i will be streaming like every i'm gonna get the game i'll probably get the game like sunday i'll start stream playing it then and I'll keep going from there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, I'm at least gonna try to beat the main story. Honestly, yeah, I might just. There's a lot of things that I gotta. Uh, a lot of things that I got to. Uh, got things that I do. Sorry, I have friends messaging me um, about something funny that I'm gonna get into in this episode. So. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, anyways, though, yeah, so I'm gonna probably start playing Pokemon. I think I'm picking Pokemon Violet because I like the legendary and I like the sword guy. In that, I have not picked out my starter yet, so I'm gonna just I'm coming up. I think the games have leaked, so I've I've I've, I've legit heard the games have leaked. So I'm gonna really the only one I'm gonna try to fall for. I want to keep the story secret because I like to discover that on my own. But I think for the most part, though, I'm gonna see which which of uh, the final evolutions I want to pick. Cause I kind of I like I don't like I don't like the grass one, but I do I do enjoy I like Fue Coco. It's between Fue Coco and Quaxley, so it's whatever has the cooler final evolution. Because because Gen Eight with Sword and Shield, like Score Bunny, I fucking love Score Bunny. Cinderace is cool, but like, and I do think Cinderace is the best of all three, but Score Bunny is so fucking cool. I want. You know, I like I like Pokemon that can be like my pets, like Yamper, uh, Pikachu. I like Pikachu. You know, Eevee's cool too. I like the Pokemon that can be your pets and Charizard and Gengar. And uh, yeah, anyways, that, that's gonna be cool. So definitely go check me out. Twitch.tv/slash/theshweezy. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can go ahead and connect the two, and uh, you can basically hit subscribe. Following anyone's free, but to subscribe to someone, it does cost money. Uh, typically around five dollars, but with an Amazon Prime account, connect the two, and uh, that's good to go. So. 
Definitely want to check that out. Don't touch the dial, and uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. We also have our Patreon page, which you can go check out and uh, make sure that uh, you can just leave us a tip. You know, it's basically just a tip jar at this point, and I just want to leave it that way. And so, yeah, definitely something I really want to really wanted to highlight there and uh, to be cool. It's not just uh, helping the podcast. It's really just helping uh, me in general, all this, really, because this is a one-man operation I'm doing right now. Uh, eventually, I'd like to start getting some employees, I think more like a video editor, uh, make our videos cooler and stuff like that. But honestly, right now, money needs to go towards new, newer gear and stuff like that, uh, especially more camera equipment, but, uh, probably a better green screen, too, than what you're seeing, better lights, stuff like that. It's all, all the video stuff. So don't be stingy. Go check that out. There's also all the free shit you can do. I always want to remind people of that. Uh, audio-only listeners, uh, make sure you go check out our YouTube page because that's where we're slacking right now. Even if you don't want to listen to the podcast over there, you're driving, so you can't use YouTube for it. Is that Some of you, like, you know, you clean your house and listen to podcasts. Throw me up on your TV, Daddy. That's what you need to do. That's my hole. That's where it spits. So that's, that's, that's something you can do as well. Uh, we also post all the highlights from the shows there as well, which is probably the main source of what we use uh, our YouTube page for is just mainly for the highlights and the main reason why the show is video in the first place is for that so definitely uh you know show those highlights with your friends leave us a comment and uh you know and uh tell us what you think about it like i'm very surprised how how many intelligent people check out this podcast until i start talking about how conservatives are dumb then all of a sudden one comes out from the woodwork and is just like based i'm like okay that doesn't make i don't know what that means so you can't tell me that i'm not a child you can't i don't know what that means okay that's rough, buddy. Uh, but yeah, anyways, well, that's all the free shit we can do. I've been talking too long. I've had way too many announcements. Uh, more announcements than usual uh, that I've had to get into. You know, show updates, a show I want you all to go to, new, a new song, a new song, a new show, and show updates and everything uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, let's, let's fucking get into the episode. This is previous week right now is what we're getting into right now, our hundredth previous week right now. You know, we've, it's been a, been a long, strange trip into previous week right now. Previous week right now is just the news. When we started the show, it was just called the news. Now we call it previous week right now because the joke was uh, that it was a play on John Oliver's last week tonight, but it's previous week right now. So that's the joke. Uh, that's our hundreds episode. Uh, maybe I'll start like going into uh, you know meanings behind all the jokes. I mean, so some people catch up. Some people sometimes you're like you know you start. Not everyone started episode one. Some people started maybe. Episode 50, you know, we did episode 50 last year, and that was 50 episodes ago, <laughs> so uh, we've changed since then, and uh, stuff like that, so this previous week right now, so yeah, it's, ju- it's just the news, let's, uh, you know, as Philip DeFranco would say, let's just jump into it, okay, and first off, uh, hun- episode 100, I, I had to look far and wide to find a good article we could talk about this week, it's our segment we like to call Cool Stuff, Slick Stuff, Neat Stuff. Uh, where we go over what the fuck Garth Brooks is doing, the weirdest human being on the planet. Um, some people, uh, a.k.a. one person, said he has adult-onset Asperger's. I don't think that exists, so I wouldn't say that's what he has. But uh, regardless, um, let's get into let's, what the fuck's Garth doing right now. Uh, music Mayhem, uh Garth Brooks, call, Garth Brooks calls out Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing, just knock off scalping, make it illegal. Uh, Garth Brooks is calling out Ticketmaster and company's use of dynamic pricing in an August 7th article published by the Fort Worth T- Star-Telegram. Brooks suggests the ticketing giant get rid of ticket scalping instead. When, when he asked to share his thoughts on the dynamic pricing or when ticket prices change based on event demand, Brooks said, that's a tough one. 
Bruce Springsteen's going through it right now. We're all watching. Here's the bottom line for me, and I know this is silly, but I have screamed and screamed. As long as you've known me, just knock out scalping. That's it, just make it illegal. That way, the pricing of the ticket is price of the ticket. The Friends in Low Places singer continues, shut the fuck up. Uh, the same money is going to be exchanged when scalping tickets. It's just now who gets the money. That's the difference. The thing I hate about it, the hardest it's on is for the fans. The one who allows you to live your dream. Brooks didn't just call out dynamic pricing for tour shows, but also for Las Vegas residencies. But if you go play Vegas, you do a residency, you're going to do dynamic pricing. He said, it's going to be tough, so residencies are hard, and they always are because of the limited amount of seating anyways. I know he's crying talking about this. Brooks, who has recently shared he won't do another stadium tour after his current one ends, has been eyeing another Las Vegas residency. We talked about if, about if we're lucky, we can get to do a residency maybe back in Vegas. Love him. And everybody's been really, really sweet from the MGM to Caesars. Talking to Wynn. We talked Resort World. All those guys have been very, very sweet. We've gone to each one, and then I really, really love the idea of the thought of a traveling residency, he explained. Whatever Brooks' future plans are, one thing is clear. The way Ticketmaster handles pricing needs to change. While many artists use dynamic pricing to recoup the losses they experienced due to COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent halt to all live events, the practice was in place before 2020. Artists can use the practice to make as much money as possible from a tour, or they can choose to opt out of dynamic pricing altogether, according to Inside Hook. For Brooks' own tour, ticket pricings were reached $1,700 each on resale websites, including StubHub. Um... To be honest with you, um, to to once say what Garth said, I will say, and I really like that. Um, that's honestly a really great idea, honestly, because uh, I don't know when this this should have been in the recent week, but recently I did see President Biden recently talk about how like he 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 posted something on Instagram about like how like these fees for these shows are just fucking crazy and stuff like that, and I think he's talking about. This is ready with scalpers as well, you know? Scalpers as well as because uh, Blink-182 is going through it right now. And, like, you're seeing their ticket costs are skyrocketing. And then, yeah, Blink-182, Taylor Swift. Uh, apparently, Taylor's... I saw someone be like, you know, Taylor Swift concerts are affordable. Um, and uh, I'm like, oh, I don't... I didn't do any research on that, so I can't say anything. Uh, you know, we just talked last week um, about how, uh, like, you know... Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 tried to buy a ticket to his own concert and was having trouble. So, yeah, it was, it's definitely a big issue. And honestly, you know, I'll agree with Garth. I really like that. Uh, yeah, just make it illegal. But that's the question, I guess, uh, is making it illegal because I think there's a problem uh, because there is something going into it where, um, you know, like, say I buy a ticket to a concert because... The problem is not everyone's me, not as fucking genius as me. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. And the fact that I just go to concerts last minute, and uh, I, I, well, I did. I used to, back before COVID. I used to just go to concerts last minute, just see it the day of, and just let's just go full throttle. Let's go full throttle. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not everyone does that. Some people, like, for concerts, you know, some people have kids, and so they have to plan months in advance to go to concerts. Uh, you know, they they hear a concert go on tour, it's like a couple months out, you're like, you know what, let's get ready for this, let's go to this concert, and so, basically, you know, you buy your ticket in advance, you know, Uber's, will, it'll probably be easy to get a ride there, you can drive there, figure out parking, 
drive there yourself. You can go someone else. You can go with your friends, stuff like that. Then you kind of plan out, like, we need a babysitter for this night if we have kids. So you have to plan for the babysitters and stuff like that. You know, not everyone's me, just like a fucking single dude. Uh, just like, I'll just go to whatever concert I want to. Some people plan out concerts month in advance. And so, like, some people with this dynamic pricing, when they buy their tickets at the time, it's pretty frustrating. You're like, I just want to go see a concert. I just want to take one night out of my week. I just want to go out and have fun. That's all I want to do. And you're like, I have to spend $700 a ticket to go to this show. I'm like, I don't even go to concerts ever, you know? And this is what concerts are now. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of problems in the music industry. Don't don't get me started. Uh, And, and yeah, that's Ticketmaster trying to do these prices. And then you're like, oh, it's only... It's a $50 concert. I'll go to that. Uh, then there's fucking fees that raise it up to like $300, which is off. And like, this is, I mean, the, the ticket pricing is, I, I was just talking to someone the other day about this, that, yeah, the dynamic pricing is weird, but like, I don't know, do they refund you the actual ticket price, uh, like, you know, closer to the show or something like that? Because I don't, because it's, di- that'd be, that's the difference for me doing that. And, uh, yeah, and I agree with Garg, make scalping different, but then, you know, then let's talk about the couple, you know, they plan three months in advance, but somehow something last minute, like, maybe the kid gets sick the day of the concert, you know, that's, you know, that's rough. That's rough, buddy. But it happens, and so what do you do? And, like, they have to cancel, and then it's, it's the idea of, like, hey, um, I would like, you know, it's like, I want to, hey, uh, last minute I had to cancel going to this, you know, Garth Brooks show. And I really like that. Uh, and I unfortunately cannot make it, unfortunately can't make our kids sick. Uh, what do I do? And you're like, anyone would like a ticket. Sometimes you sell, give it to free. Sometimes we're like, here's a reduced price. I just want to make something, you know, out of it, you know, just lower price. You know, that's, I feel like that stuff is fine. The problem is these guys who will buy like thousands of tickets, mark the price up really high to make a profit. That's the problem. And that's where scalping comes in. And scalping isn't just, you know, and scalping used to be just like, you know, a guy outside of the show just being like, who wants a ticket to this show? Who needs a ticket? Who needs a ticket? I got tickets. It's like people buying up. It's like, if you know anything about the PlayStation 5 thing, people would buy like hundreds of PlayStation 5s, mark them up, and then like hope someone would buy it from them. I mean, it's crazy. And so I get the idea of scalping. I don't know, would that be considered scalping? Like I use SeatGeek to buy tickets all the time, and those are typically last minute, and they're usually cheap, so I don't pay the scalper prices. Um, the best advice I can give someone is just say, don't buy from the scalpers. Make them lose money on those tickets because eventually there's a supply and demand of it too. Eventually they're going to have to, because if you get to a point where it's like, hey, I'm going to have a loss, but I don't want a big loss. You can try to get the tickets for a better price. That's the only way we can really end scalping. But if, I don't know. Tell me, tell me your thoughts if you think there's a better way to end scalping. Um, or deal with scalpers because like, you know, like StubHub, like sometimes there's just people like telling the tickets, maybe, uh, venues should be cool with Ticketmaster be like, yeah, you can just return your ticket free, you know, no big deal. We'll give you a full refund, you know, stuff like that. Maybe they could do that. Maybe, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's maybe, I know you can like transfer tickets for concerts and so that's really cool. But besides that, I don't know, but, but like, you know, uh, scalpers can do that too. So. Uh, last dirty game. Gotta play dirty to win it. Let's move on. Also, I got a beer. Here's to feeling good all the time, folks. Uh, please excuse the school I'd never went to, and that uh, someone would have I know may have gone to. <sighs> all right. All right. This is from the Guardian. Apparently, a Guardian's an okay news source. I think I figured out. Uh. 
Joe Rogan admits schools don't have litter boxes for kids who identify as furries. What? Joe Rogan has acknowledged spreading misinformation after he suggested that elementary schools were installing litter boxes for students who identify as furries. The sensationalist urban legend was rooted in the rights continued attacks on trans and gender nonconforming youth, broken the Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Bober and the Minnesota Republican uh, gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen all swore that they heard stories of schools across the U.S. changing their bathroom policies to accommodate wannabe felines, but an NBC News investigation determined this was untrue. The furries in kindergarten myth was repeated by at least 20 candidates and officials this year. The report found but none of the school districts mentioned actually offered litter boxes for student use, though officials in Colorado's Jefferson County School District said in 2017 they did keep litter keep littered in closets as an emergency go bucket in the event that students need to leave themselves while in emergency lockdown. The Rogan originally referenced the story on air to the former Hawaii representative Tulsi Gabbard as a blind item revealed to him by a friend's wife. This woman was supposedly a teacher at a school that offered litter boxes in the girls' restroom alongside toilets. Then came the backtrack. The kitty litter boxes is a weird one. The ex-fear factor host admitted on the wildly popular podcast. The Joe Rogan experience? I fed into that one and let me. I should probably clarify that a bit. Rogan explained that the friend's wife now taught at another school and he could not verify that her previous job now had litter boxes. I don't really, I don't think they actually did it. Uh, he said, even as Rogan walked his statements back, the Senate candidate, Doc Bolduck of New Hampshire, continued to peddle the trope this week, describing the furries and fuzzies paying in litter boxes at the state's private Pinkerton Academy. Pinkerton Academy denies his claims that they use litter boxes in school or allow children to lick themselves and each other. We want to assure our community that Mr. Bulldog's statements are entirely untrue. Representatives for the school, which costs $14,238 a year, uh, said on social media. According to CNN, between 100,000 and 1 million people are part of the furry fandom. A furscience.com study found that most furries create for themselves an anthropomorphized animal character persona with whom they identify and can function as an avatar. And some thought not all dress up in elaborate costumes, but more than 75% of furries are under the age of 25. The group reported in 60% agree that they felt prejudice against furries from society. So, okay. For first of all, uh, one reason I pulled this up, there, there's a couple of reasons I pulled up this article. Uh, here's the first reason I had to find out. So I get a uh, text from my mother, and uh, so I, I have to read this text from my mother. Uh, that was the most random fucking shit I ever had. I'm having to pull it up right now. I probably should have, you know, I probably should have pulled it up uh, before the show, but uh, I didn't. Um, let's see what should be... Uh, oh, yeah, so I'm like, no, no, we're talking about something. And she says, I have a question for about cats. She's a boomer. That's that's the question. Uh, then then I respond to the text with, I'm not a cat per I'm not a cat expert. Uh, so um, to be said, once the soundboard reconnects. What? Um, yeah, so that. And then she comes home and says, uh, so I heard a story, and I thought she may have mentioned another school district, but I'm not sure. It's a weird fucking rumor. That kids are identifying as cats and are requesting litter boxes in the bathroom or in the back of the classrooms. I'm like, well, you know, there, there is the joke of cat people and, you know, the cat girls. You know, cat girls exist. Um, I know it's tempting, fellas, but don't date the cat girl. Um, but I, then I like, continue to tell her, I'm like, well, yeah, it, part of it's a joke. Some people really do, but we... we but the thing is, like, the joke comes from, like, 
trans kids, you know, just wanting to feel safe in school and, you know, just, just wanting to be able to take a shit at school, you know, and uh, so that, and then Republicans are twisting it and some kids are doing it. But I feel like uh, the trans community um, will join everyone else's eye and be like, that's mental health problems right there. I don't think the, the trans kids are going to be, you know, I feel like we all have to decide, like, we got to pick our battles. I don't think the trans kids are going to be like, you know what? If you identify with a different gender, you're fine. Different species, I'm out. You know, I'm I'm all I'm just for gender shit. That's all I'm for, and uh, that's the, that's the real that's the real question here, folks. Is that uh, if you think if you identify as a cat and need a litter box, um, let's get you in a fifty-one fifty. I think that's gonna be the best advice for all of us. And then and then the nice thing about Joe Rogan is funny because I think someone someone the original author of this article is probably Joe Joe Rogan admits that litter boxes for kids who identify as cats uh, he admits he that I guess they admit that he doesn't happen I'm like yeah Joe Rogan you know I don't know well he was pretty liberal for a while you know and then he moved to Texas and he started saying a lot more liberal shit and then uh, stuff like that but he's always been able to like back him up and if he says something wrong he's very willing to say I'm like yeah I said something wrong and I think some of you have to realize that he is a comedian former uh, was it he was like a former MMA fighter now comedian uh, so he doesn't claim to be an expert on any of those things, and he just talks to a lot of smart people. And, you know, sometimes you have conversations, and you're like, I don't know. This is right. And so, yeah, this is proof that he does, if he hears something stupid, and he's like, I fell for it. And you're like, oh, you know, I've fallen for dumb shit too, you know. Uh, I didn't know South Africa was a country until 2015. I just thought that when someone's like, I'm from South Africa, they were like, uh, some southern small country in Africa. No, the country's called South Africa. So I'm not really one to be judging people, and you probably aren't too. I know probably some of you dumb fucks out there uh, believe some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, you know, your you know your ancestors are from like Italy or Germany. They came here post slavery in the United States. You're like, I need to pay reparations to black people. I'm like, no, you don't. You didn't do anything wrong. Your ancestors didn't do anything wrong either. They were they were made fun of when they came to America too because they spoke funny. And uh, so you don't have to deal with that. Uh, if your family owned a slave, uh, first of all, question why your parents are so rich because that's probably generational wealth. Uh, and uh, I don't know where that rant went. But anyways, though, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you think you need a litter box to take a shit in, go fuck yourself. Coming to us from CNBC. Want to live in a van down by the river? Ford has a new vehicle for that. Ford Motor wants to make living in a van down by the river a bit more comfortable for, than late comedian Chris Farley, a cousin of the automaker's CEO, uh, made it out to be in a well-known Saturday Night Live sketch from the early 1990s. The Detroit automaker on Thursday revealed the 2023 Ford Transit Trail van, a new lifted model of its full-size van equipped with all-wheel drive and more durable off-road parts for outdoor enthusiasts. It also comes ready for customization, also known as upfitting, to turn the vehicle into a living or sleeping space. Ford is attempting to cash in on the bottom in sales of recreational trailers and vehicles for RVs during the coronavirus pandemic. Ford already is one of the main companies that provides trucks and vans to upfitters to make them into RVs. It also has launched a slew of off-road vehicles in recent years such as Ford Bronco SUVs and F-150 trimmer pickups. We will have more demand than supply based on all the numbers we see, Ted Canis, CEO of the automaker's Ford Pro commercial vehicles business, told CNBC.
CNBC, Ford is touting the transit trail van as a getaway into van life, a community of travelers who fully or partially live in their vehicles. Photos released Thursday by an automaker show the vehicle immersed in a scenic setting, including a couple who appeared to be living by a river. <laughs> The phrase, living in a van down by the river, was made famous by Chris Farley during a 1993 Saturday Night Live sketch where he played Matt Foley, a divorced motivational speaker who lived in a van down by the river. He tries to use his situation to motivate two children, played by David Spade and Christina Applegate, to say no to smoking marijuana. So here's something I love. I've really genuinely thought of, like, traveling, you know, and getting, like, a van. I used to drive a van. Uh, too bad the engine died. I'm like thinking about it now because I'm playing a lot more like band gigs, you know, and stuff like that. And sometimes we do like travel stuff and we have to fit into like our drummer's like SUV type vehicle, which has like three rows of seating. And there's usually four of us. And like he has to bring his now wife into the picture too, you know. And it's like we're all just cramped in the three seat back seat if we don't have a trailer. And sometimes we want a trailer and it's, you know, th that's those are the nice gigs, you know. And so I was like, if I saw my van, like, it'd be so much better for traveling. Uh, but I don't. I drive a car now. Uh, and so, yeah, that's how life is. And so, like, I've been, like, watching people. There's one guy on TikTok. I can't remember his name. Uh, well, there's two guys. I call a couple people on TikTok, and they both have vans. One bought, like, a new Ford, like, Sprinter van. He, like, gutted it out. And he put his – he had basically what he has in there. He has his bed. He has a desk where he plays Xbox, watches – and like it's also it's like his little TV and like a uh, workstation, and then he has a sink and, and like a countertop and stove, uh, and like a little couch area, and then that's where he drives and stuff like that, which is a really good setup. I'm like, oh man, I love that little setup. Um, and like he has it's it's just a really nice setup. I'm like, that'd be awesome to travel in. Um, and I've been like thinking, there's another guy. He basically just has a bed and maybe a small kitchen area in his van, I don't think it's as big as his, but, like, yeah, he, he's more like, I put my money into experience, I'm like, how do you get money for, like, your, how do you get money just to do this shit, that's the question I have for this guy, uh, but anyways, though, but, like, oh, man, I, and I, like, realized, I'm like, maybe I should convert a bus into a home and travel, like, I, I think about that all the time, I should convert this bus into a travel, to a little house, you know, I can travel around, you know, not have to pay rent, you know, rent or any living things or whatever, just your normal living expenses, um, and I think it'd just be so fucking great. Um, but then I realized, I'm like, well, I get sweaty just thinking about it. Like, it's cold outside. I had to open a window. Uh, what's the temperature outside right now? Uh, 45 degrees, and I'm sweating, uh, on the inside because of the heat. So I had to open a window to give me a breeze. Uh, so I'm like, I'd have to figure out AC. The solar, the electricity solar panels, I think was good. I don't think I need that. Uh, figure out internet so I could still podcast. Figure out even podcasting shit like that. That'd be fucking this and so like then i'm like maybe i would have something fun for traveling and then you know so you build it for traveling hope the vehicle is actually good and uh pray to god that uh pray to god nothing breaks and stuff like that so yeah it'd be fun so yeah i definitely see the appeal of this i don't know if necessarily house van is good but like for traveling it'd be so much fucking fun i what i would do i definitely uh, all my music shit is the problem, but I think I could probably leave that, assuming I didn't need any of it, I think that'd be a thing, that'd be a problem, but, like, figure that out, I think I can get, like, a small, you know, like, maybe a twin-size Novilla mattress, you know, 10% off using promo code Shweezy, um, you know, put that in there, um, I, what I'd love is, like, some sort of, like, small grill slash smoker, 
that like that folds up very conveniently. I can put it somewhere and then like use that smoke meats grill. I thought like that you can use as a stove too if I needed it to be. Uh, then you need the mini fridge. Mini fridges for those are really expensive because you have to find something that's very efficient. Uh, for, that's very efficient for it. So that can be kind of stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, and then, yeah, then, yeah, your kitchen setup or whatever, uh, bathrooms and stuff like that, and then showering is the weird thing, so, uh, you know, it all comes with in and out, but, yeah, I'm into this, uh, you know, it's fun saying, I'm living in a van down by the river, and now people are like, the van's fully paid off, you don't have to pay, the only bills you have are, like, a handful of things, sounds awesome, that's the society we're living in, uh, life is too expensive, uh, let's live in, let's live in our cars, and stuff like that. What? Uh, okay, our last article. Uh, Dr. Oz says Pennsylvania on Atlantic coast sparks tidal wave of ridicule. This is from Newsweek. Pennsylvania GOP Senate candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz had been mocked online after he appeared to suggest that the Keystone State borders the Atlantic coast. In an interview with Fox News, Sean Hannity on Monday night, Oz criticized his Democratic opponent, John Fenneman, over his radical views on crime and his faltering performance during the live televised debate on October 25th. During the interview, Oz described how it is important that he wins the upcoming midterm election over Fetterman, as well as stopping the Democrats controlling the Senate, with the Republican accusing the party of not being able to appeal the kitchen table issues such as crime or the economy. While doing so, Oz, a longtime New Jersey resident from whom Fetterman has frequently accused of having no genuine connections to Pennsylvania, seemed to suggest the state he is hoping to be the senator for is on the East Coast. A clip of comments were posted to Twitter by journalist Aaron Rupar along with the caption does Oz, does he think Pennsylvania is on the coast? Other social media users also recalled Oz for the air. Oz, I can see coastlines from my house, tweeted Jesse Ferguson, a Democrat strategist who worked on Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign before adding, House is in New Houses in Jersey. Writer Gary Lacombe tweeted, Part of Pennsylvania is the shore of the Delaware River, which flows into the Delaware Bay, which then flows into the Atlantic Ocean. Checkmate, Lib. Fetterman, the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, has sought for months to portrait Oz as a carpetbagger candidate who no, with no ties to the state. This includes trolling tactics of attempting to introduce the Republican candidate to the New Jersey Hall of Fame and releasing campaign videos featuring celebrities from the Garden State, such as Stephen Van Zandt, guitarist in the Bruce Springsteen State Street Band. He also played uh, Silvio Dante in HBO's New Jersey-based series The Sopranos and asked Oz in a video, What are you doing in Pennsylvania? Ah, oh, God, dude, that, the fucking saga of Dr. Oz versus John Fetterman. How, John, John, you have so much more ammo. Yeah, you know, uh, fucking, you know what's on the coast of the Atlantic Ocean? New Jersey, where you're from. And, and shit like that. And carpetbaggers, a fun word. You know where the term carpetbaggers came from? Uh, I think that comes from Missouri and Kansas. Now I'm a Kansas boy uh, who's lived in Missouri a minute, uh, too. So I know, I know a little history of this. So Missouri was a slave state. Kansas, I think, had the option of where the people in the state could decide, hey, are we going to be a free state or are we going to be a, are we going to be a slave state? And so it's typically it was the people who got to choose that shit. So people from Missouri would come over to Kansas and try to like make Kansas like a slave state and stuff like that, and they called them carpetbaggers. And uh, I think that's where. And then they called Kansas people who were like we're against slavery, jaywalk, uh, jaywalk, uh, jayhawkers or something like that. 
So like, that's where the Kansas Jayhawks come from, and that's where it's why it's a made up. It's a made up bird. That's why it is. That's the whole history behind it. So like the whole Kansas Missouri feud has gone like really started like Civil War era type of shit where Missouri tried to burn down Kansas, and apparently Kansas burned down Missouri town too, but it's not as important. Uh, but anyways, though, Kansas is a free state, so when I say, so I like to say when I'm from Kansas, I'm like, I'm from, I'm a free stater. And that's, uh, that's always said, like, uh, as a free stater myself, that's, like, I'm from Kansas, because we're a free state. And something that they're very proud of to be from Kansas, even though we do a lot of stupid shit, like, we do a lot of stupid shit in, the, in a while, but we did not let abort, abortion still legal there, so fuck you, and fuck your family. And fuck fucking Dr. Oz and this shit. I really hope, because I think I vote tomorrow. Um, Seppel wins, I don't know. But if you're in Pennsylvania, I, I, actually, I don't even, that's not even important. I hope, I hope we're all listening to this episode with a victory from John Fetterman. And uh, whatever, I hope weed is legalized in Missouri, and I hope a lot of better things happen for our world. Because you know what? And I really like that. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy? only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are, in fact, the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! So recently, as in the last couple days, I went to my 100th wedding, because it's the 100th episode of Cancel Sweezy, meaning I went to my 100th wedding. I have not counted, I have not checked, but I'm pretty sure it's like I'm at wedding 100. I have to be at wedding 100 at this point. I mean, I mean, at what point do you say that you're not at wedding 100? I've been, this has to be the 100th wedding I've ever been to. I've been working 
so many fucking weddings in my lifetime that, you know, I thought that, yeah, you know, I'm just going to say this was my 100th wedding I've ever worked at. So, um, like I said, I was at a wedding, so obviously when I do anything, I have to talk about it. Uh, it's the drummer in one of the band, in a band I play with. He also plays with uh, Jacob Gapsch, and we will also be playing at Rose Music Hall in Columbia, Missouri on December, November 23rd, so make sure you're cool and check that out. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, and so he wanted to play, you know, music at the wedding, so like we all obliged and decided to join him, you know, and play it because I'm the o- I'm the only bass player who knows how to play music. So, obviously I had to I had to come up come up in May. Um I don't have that one. Uh and you know, help him out. So, you know, no, I only had to play at the reception. Like I there was nothing I needed to be there for the actual rehearsal dinner for. So I had to go to the rehearsal dinner uh, but like when they were doing the actual rehearsal part, I was just like, nah, because we had to do a sound check the day before because I, we didn't know if we'd have time to do a sound check, you know, the day of yada, 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 a lot, a lot of shit, a lot of fucking shit. So show up to rehearsal dinner, you know, we sound check, we set, set up, you know, good, good, good. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a wild card. I just have a little bit of a, you know, goofball knucklehead. Um, I identify as a fucking threat. To some people. So, you know, uh, the bride thought I was just going to be, you know, just starting a whole whole bunch of shit the entire wedding, you know. And and that's very similar to my mom thinking I'm going to start a bunch of shit at my dad's funeral. I don't know what it is about me. I guess it's just the wild card nature in me uh, is what's going on. I think it's just being a wild card in general. That gives me this, you know, whole notion that, hey, uh, I have surprises for you that's going to happen. Are they good? Are they bad? No. But should you be worried? Yes. Apparently, that is a whole ass thing that people created me for. So, like, they thought, so I've just had to live my life. And we're like, okay. Problem is that uh, I was not allowed to be on a microphone for this entire wedding. True story. True story. You think, like, oh, you're working at a wedding. You're probably going to have a microphone. You've worked at, this is your 100th wedding. Uh, clearly, you're going to have access to a microphone. Uh, nope. Did not have access to a microphone. Uh, and even though I sang background vocals on a couple songs, that's the thing. I actually sang background vocals, and I was getting ready to set up to do it, and, like, they're like, no, you can't be on a microphone. I'm like, okay, let's just... Let's just fucking let's just fucking do this. Let's just get this over. With. So we we did songs with just one vocal. Could have background vocals, but no, no. It was just it's, it's the way it is. Um, uh, you know. That's rough, buddy. So, uh, anyways, um, you know, I do I do want to say though, I, I want to give a life hack to all the human beings out there, beans, uh, out there. Don't get super high before a wedding ceremony. Um. Uh, especially if you're actually in the wedding party. I was not in this wedding party, uh, so I felt like I can get high. No one gives a shit. You know, I'm like, I don't give a high. So, you know, it's like when you're high, and, you know, it's fun when you're high and you just watch TV or play video games, you know, just goofing around. But there's something different to, like, when you're really high and you're in a room and you're supposed to be quiet. And then a pastor starts giving a sermon. Uh, this pastor decided that he wanted to add a sermon into his fucking wedding reception. He started bringing up, like, divorce and shit. I was like, this is... And I was, like, trying to tell everyone, this is weird. It's really weird. But I was also high and uh, was trying not to talk, so it's, it's weird. And I want to bring this up here for a second. 
church sermons are just TED Talks about the Bible, sometimes about being a conservative. But they're mainly just TED Talks about the Bible. You can't tell me. That's all church is. Church is just a shitty cover band and then a TED Talk about Jesus. That's all. That is all church is. It's just a cover band and a TED Talk. And try to prove me wrong, okay? Try to prove me wrong. I identify as a fucking threat. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Uh, but anyways, though, uh, even if you go to a real TED Talk, I would say don't show up to a real TED Talk high. Um, unless you're a professional pothead. Um, in that case, you're, you're, just, you're just living your life at this point. But when you don't smoke weed like I do, and then you occasionally do it, and you're like high, high off your ass, uh, just fucking listen to church sermons, and you're like... You know, you promised not to get divorced. I'm like, okay. That's okay. Can we not bring up divorce at the at the wedding? There was divorce in there. I don't remember it, but I remember there was divorce in it. I'm like, that's... I don't think you should be bringing up divorce at the wedding, okay? I think if you're going to bring up getting a divorce, I think every other day but the wedding is probably the day to do it. That's just me. Um, but, uh, yeah, but anyways, the, the wedding was actually very nice. It was a very nice wedding. Uh, I was just really high listening to a sermon. I think that was the weird part. And, uh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but, uh, I think those two little factors, um, really, really, you know, that, uh, that was just, I, uh, I, I don't know what was going through my head. So don't, don't, so that's my lesson. Don't smoke weed and, uh, listen to a sermon because it's just going to be, uh, weird and, uh, Yeah. Uh, next story I apparently have to talk about, <laughs> apparently, this, this is a, this is an oopsie on my end, I will say, it's a very big oopsie. So, you know, when I usually play music, uh, majority of the time, this is about 97% of the time, 3% of the times, it's like it maybe could be an all-age show, but 97% of the time, we're in a bar where, uh, the legal, you have to be 21 to enter, or maybe 18 to enter, 21 to drink. So that's, that, that's, those are the bars, those are the places I usually play. This is the type of guy you get. And so, yeah, so, let's just remember, let's remember that factor. Um, so, and when I play music, you know, one thing, and I want to tell this to all musicians out there, that when you're playing music, you want to make a connection with people who are listening to you play music. That's just, you know, I think that's just the normal fucking thing to do. Um, and when I make eye contact with, uh, and I'm going to say exclusively women, uh, here, I just wink at them because then they're like, oh, the guy likes me and shit like that. And, you know, I was like, I don't go up to him after the show and talk to him. I barely, I barely talk to real women. I only, I only talk to men. Apparently, apparently I flirt better with men than I do with women. hundred percent. I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to suck your titties, boy. <laughs> just fucking, I don't know. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm trying to do that. Apparently, and then later on in the night, I, I get told that, oh yeah, apparently you've been winking at a 14-year-old. On I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. I, all I did, all I did was do stage shit that I usually do at shows that are 21 and older. I mean, like, everyone, like, around me was like, you didn't do anything wrong, but, like, yeah, you caught yourself. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, I don't know, I wasn't gonna go talk to her anyways. I mean, like, that, that's just what you do, you know. You know, you don't dip, you don't drink your own Kool-Aid, you know. Uh, but I, yeah, I want to say I didn't do anything. But uh, that's, yeah, that was a very, that was very bad. Um, and that was a little bit of a scare. You know how some people have, like, pregnancy scares or, like, 
real cancer scares. I'm like, I had a pedophile scare. <laughs> that was what I had. I'm like, look, I didn't talk to her at all. Uh, she can say whatever she wants, but she does not have the receipts to prove that I did anything, you know? And also, don't, you know, don't, fellas, don't date underage women. That's bad, okay? And I would, usually, and usually I even get, like, the age of, like, their age, too, you know? I'm like, oh, so how old are you? You know, like, what year did you graduate high school? And then if they were like, oh, I'm not, I'm still in high school. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Uh, you know, shit like that, you know? It's like, I didn't talk to her at all and stuff like that. So um, it reminds me of when Blink-182, apparently, like, they would, you know, they'd play shows. And a lot of times they'd probably play at, like, 21 Up places. And they'd be like, show us your titties. And, like, girls show their titties. And then they started playing, like, you know, in venues that are, like, allowed all ages. And they're like, oh, we can't ask that anymore because... We don't want to see underage titties, stuff like that. So, uh, this is my warning to everyone. Be careful out there. Um, don't play yourself. Congratulations. You played Because I played myself, and uh, I just want to be honest about that and tell everyone what's going on in case someone else wants to, like, like you know that guy? He likes younger church women. No, I don't. I was just trying to be a good entertainer, okay? Don't don't hate me for that. So, I'm just being honest, you know? I probably Most people are like, why would you talk about this on a podcast? I'm like, because I'm being honest with y'all i make mistakes i i'm not perfect oprah doesn't even support dr oz anymore she supports fetterman elections gonna be on tuesday and wednesday this could be all be irrelevant so anyways though yeah don't don't talk to underage girls that's bad okay don't don't do that don't do that it's bad um here's the other story so let's go in the complete opposite direction of what i was just saying so the night before rehearsal dinner and the bar we were hanging out with afterwards um I made a statement where I said, you know, I could probably kiss a guy on the mouth. No tongue, but I could probably just kiss him on the mouth and, like, not be grossed out by it. But, like, the moment my tongue goes into someone's mouth, I'm like, ugh, it's a guy, you know, a man. You know, it's gross, you know. I'm like, that's probably where I draw the line. You know, so I was like, you know, as a joke, I'd just kiss a guy. And so everyone, you know, obviously when you say that, uh, the entire night's like, okay, go kiss a man tonight. I'm like, look, I'll do it. The problem is... It needs to be consensual, because if it's not consensual, uh, you know, that's just that's just assault, you know? And so there's a one guy, I'm not going to say his name on my show, but uh, he, but I guess we joke around, he's kind of a goofball too, and so I was like, I'm going to kiss you tomorrow, and he's like, okay, don't do it, I'm like, and then I just kept saying it, I'm like, I'm going to kiss you tonight, and he's like, no, and then there's one point I came up to him, and I was about to kiss him, and he's like, later, and then, like, I went away, and then the moment came, they're like, Sam, come kiss you know who this guy and then i just like went up and kissed him uh and there is a picture out there it's pretty blurry i'm not going to show it on here but if it somehow circulates the internet that's the story behind it this this whole thing is like here's explaining stories that have happened just getting out in front of it before the rest of the internet finds out that's all i'm doing today folks is just doing that shit uh so yeah i did i did kiss a guy on the lips um and then i get like a what was it the text i got uh, this morning, uh, I got to read just like, it's so fucking funny. Uh, it was just a group chat and it was just like, do I remember correctly? Or did Sam kiss, did Sam kiss, you know, who Saturday night? And then it was like, yep, right on the lips. Uh, I thought I remember something showing me that someone showing me that picture. And there's the picture. It's probably going to circulate the internet soon. Just be like me kissing. Probably going to be able to find it. I'd be surprised. It doesn't. But a lot of times people po- don't post pictures like that on their own Facebook. So, uh, we're gonna see where where my life goes anyways out there but there's now a picture of me out there on someone's iCloud of just me 
kissing another man. Uh, and people are like, how do you not have shame? Like, I don't know. I think it's just, it's just funny enough to me where I don't care. And people are like, you're gay. And I'm like, well, okay. doesn't mean I have to fuck dudes. Like, let's be honest. Just because you kiss another man doesn't mean you have to fuck them. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to end this little segment here. Uh, I wanted to talk about, um, stealing things from weddings. Now, uh, you probably shouldn't steal things from weddings. And usually... It's kind of a dick move to steal things from weddings. Uh, but I'm built different, so I thought, hmm, I should steal something. And so I, you know, I was you know, thinking, like, what could I steal that's not replaceable? You know, like, if I steal a wedding gift, that's just trashy, you know, just, like, stealing that, you know. It's just it's just weird and, uh, like, you know, it's just, it's just in bad taste. So um, I'm going to describe it, but I'm going to also show it here for all the... Uh, for all the uh, audio listeners out there, it's uh, the sign uh, that says gifts on it. Uh, the sign that was at the table for everyone to place their wedding gifts at. Uh, this is where I uh, decided uh, to steal. It just says gifts. They found out, uh, and they're not happy I took it. But I thought it's uh, I'm a little gift because they can't replace this because it's just a sign that says gifts. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, for everyone wondering, uh, you always gotta find the right things to steal. Like, family photos, you can't replace those. Uh, a sign that says gifts, you kinda can't replace it, but apparently they want it back. But, uh, I have it and they don't, and that's the real story. So, uh, here's to feeling good all the time, folks. Okay, so it's our hundredth episode of Cancel Sweezy. Therefore, I thought it would be a good time to actually learn how to make a podcast. So most of the comments I get, and a majority of this is from my fans. Not fans. I messed that up. A majority of it is the, the what I hear uh, is from my friends who like to tell me my podcast is awful. It's the worst fucking shit they've ever listened to. Can't believe people actually listen to this shit and you make money off of this. So I want to say, fuck you. But also... You know, you can't always, you can't always be like, hey, sometimes, what if I'm wrong? You know, sometimes you have to do that. So today, uh, we're going to read the WikiHow article, uh, how to make a good podcast. Now, there are multiple articles on the site WikiHow on how to make a podcast or starting a podcast or setting up your podcast, but this is how to make a good podcast, which... Apparently, uh, we don't have the soundboards. No, I'm not here. We, uh, we can't, uh, it's time apparently need to learn. 100 episodes in, time to learn how to make a good podcast. Apparently, that's what we need to do. Uh, it's pretty easy to start up a podcast and make a few episodes. All you need is some basic audio recording and editing equipment to make a good podcast, though it requires a strong cut of dedication to quality, enthusiasm to connect with listeners, seek inspiration from podcasts and podcasters you like, but make you podcast something that suits your passion and goals. Don't forget to have fun with it. So, yeah, some people make these careers. Uh, so let's, let's talk here. Um, I... I have an like an eight hundred dollar audio interface. This microphone's four hundred dollars. Uh, this jacket was six hundred dollars. Um, and then the video equipment. Don't ask that. Uh, the audio equipment is what you need to listen to. We got. I got thousands of dollars of plugins on my voice too. When you end up listening to it as well. Uh, so yeah, let's let's just do it. 
create interesting content. Listen to podcasts for ideas and inspiration. If you're interested in making a podcast, you probably already like listening to them. Look for common factors in the podcast you like listening to and use them to help you brainstorm the format and focus your own podcast. For instance, do you prefer true crime or humor podcasts? Do you like podcasts with one, two, or many hosts or with guests? How long is your favorite podcast episode? Like time to run? How often does it come out? Get inspiration from other podcasts. Can we talk about listen to other podcast? Listen to podcasts for ideas and inspiration. You know. I always feel like on my lazy weeks, and I probably shouldn't admit this on the podcast, but I will go through, like, BuzzFeed articles, and it's not like I don't have good content. It's like, I just, you know, like, my preferred format is to, like, just talk about what I did if I did something in the week, and I like to talk about it, but sometimes it's just like I play a show and it's just whatever, or, uh, you know, I'm just uh, working on recording something. It's just like, you know... It's just what it is, but, like, then some weeks I have something fun. That's what I usually like to talk about. Um, then I, like, I talk about, like, what I watch on TV, too, uh, and BuzzFeed. And it's, like, people somehow fucking relate to it, and it's funny. Uh, so, yeah, so apparently that's inspiration for some people listening to my show. What did I get inspiration from? I like Your Mom's House. That's probably my favorite podcast, and, like, they like to show clips and, uh, you know, talk to people and stuff like that. Problem is they interview a lot of comedians, and uh, my main group is musicians, and a lot of musicians aren't funny. And you try to bring up something funny or try to bring out their dark side, they're not as fun. It's just it's just how it is. Uh, so yeah, that's so you know. So I just want to, it's more comedy. It's a one person show. Um, I think I want to move on to get. I'm gonna move maybe after we've got a hundred in. Uh, we've done like a couple with guests, but I think we need to move on to get some more guests on the show. Uh, I think that's what we need to move to. That's a good idea. So. Yeah, so yeah, that's actually a good sign too. Like, uh, figure how you want your podcast to be, and advice to anyone making a podcast: your first ten episodes are gonna suck. After that, you really kind of figure out what you're doing. So you just kind of have to move through it and go full throttle. You know what they say? Choose a podcast topic that you're passionate about. There's no magic formula for making a hit podcast that draws in a huge audience. Your best bet is to create a podcast that covers material you're excited about, that you'll have fun discussing, and that you'd want to listen to. That way, no matter how many other people end up tuning into your show, you'll produce something that you can be proud of. Uh, Cinema history podcast. Yeah, classic movie. Um, Yeah, this is actually something I I would talk about, like... Uh, I think if you go back to the earlier episodes, I really, like, the news is, like, I just find the most ridiculous articles and read them. Uh, now it's, like, ridiculous articles. I feel like I, I have something to say. Some articles even, I would also say, that, like, aren't necessarily funny. They're just, like, music topic or something I'm interested in talking about, you know, and I'll talk about it. So that's really, yeah, that's what I would say. I would, I had changed the news segments in uh, Cancel Sweezy. It's really... Uh, talk about topics I'm interested in, or kind of, I mean, some topics are kind of ridiculous, some current event topics, but like I'm trying to stay away from like the the hot button topics, like Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. I'm like not getting into that. That's not something I really want to get into. I stayed away from the Queen for the most part, uh, minus the fact that Channel was it Channel Five was playing the Emoji Movie during the funeral. <laughs> um, so. So, yeah, I mean, I got that. So, yeah, I do typically, and even when I do find, like, BuzzFeed or TV shows, I always talk about things I want to talk about. Never necessarily try to talk about things I don't want to talk about because, I don't know, that's just, it's, that's not how you make entertainment, folks. That's true story. That's how you, that's how you, that's not how you make a show. Uh, that's why, you know, your friends are like, we're going to start a sports podcast. And you're like, okay, 
not really into sports, but if you, you like sports and you can actually are passionate and really do enjoy what you're talking about, I think you can do a really good job on like the sports podcast. That's, you know, that, that that's how it is. That's how you can do it. Um, Three, determine which format suits your topic and style. There are no rules when it comes to making a podcast, which is, of course, one of the format's most appealing qualities. That said, podcasts do tend, tend to follow one or more several common formats, interview, monologue, uh, multiple hosts, narrative, mixed. Yeah, um, yeah. so, yeah, I do mostly monologue. I've done interview, multiple host shows. Um, I would say, yeah, it would be a good If everyone's like, I want to do a podcast, I'd say, Try to do multiple hosts and then mix in interviews slash just regular topics and stuff like that. Um, I always try to tell people, like, yeah, you think you want to do an interview show and you think, like, that's what I really want to do. I don't want to be sitting there talking the whole time. But then you realize it's so much easier to just sit and talk for, like, an hour and a half versus, like, actually, you know, find you have to find people to interview, schedule things to line up, and then, like, you do that, and then you, the week's over, and then you have to find another one, another one. It's hard to build those up and stuff like that. So when you can, especially, I always say, like, do either do a solo thing and then add, you know, and then do the interview. Uh, I would say mix is probably the best. Uh, I definitely would say multiple hosts and then... Uh, that way, some weeks you can just do that, and then some weeks you can do that plus add interviews in too. So that's like this is more like my advice on podcasters. But I'm learning. I'm learning just as bad as you, much as you folks do. Um, I'm on up a hundred episodes, and uh, to be honest, I think our quality on our like our audio quality on every episode spot on. Um, video quality questionable, um, but audio quality. Well, I think I've gotten better with the video. Video is like my learning curve, but like our audio has always been perfect. I've because I'm kind of perfect. We probably got like two thousand dollars worth of audio equipment using. So, uh, yeah, this this is the type of guy you're getting. Um, yeah, no, like definitely. Uh, that's what I do. I, I think I'm technically a monologue show, and I think eventually I'm gonna. I do think at some point we're gonna start moving to mixed stuff like that. So I think that's gonna be really cool. So you know, we're at episode one hundred. Um, number four, put in far more time preparing than you do recording. Sure, you can make a podcast by simply hitting record and saying whatever is on your mind, Mike, but good podcasts, even unscripted ones, require a great deal of research, learning, and preparation. Many podcasters spend at least 10 hours preparing for every episode, every hour of podcasts they record. Uh, yeah, I would tell people, like, people think, yeah, that podcasts are so, it's just so fucking easy. You just sit down, record it, and then uh, post it. Uh, and I was something like, no. It's a lot more work, and I've really had to streamline it. So, like, I definitely do when I sit down, I just press record and just start going. And if I, like, mess up something, I just stop and keep going. No one really gives a shit when you do stuff like that. Um, Basically, what I have to do, basically, uh, to tell you the truth. So, we do in three segments. We do our new segment, previous week right now. Uh, We do our middle section that's BS. I can talk about whatever I want in that section. Then the end, we do advice. So... Throughout the week, I have to do tons of research to try to find good news articles that I think I could actually talk about. Uh, good advice. Uh, I get sent in multiple, you know, advice questions, and then I kind of sort through all of them to see what I can actually answer and do correctly. And then, you know, in the middle, I have to figure out that. And a lot of times the middle section can be what's really hard because I just don't know what to do, talk about in that middle section uh, throughout the week. So, yeah, basically, yeah, I would say I do 10 plus. And not to forget that record the recording process is actually the easiest part for me because I press record on my camera, set up the green screen, press record on my computer, then eventually sync it. And then you got to go editing. So you got to edit all together, bounce it for a full episode, uh, take the audio from that. So you have the audio portion of it. 
Then I split it up into highlights. That way I can post it on highlights. Make make a TikTok so I can post it on TikTok too. So people on TikTok will start listening too. Some of you are from TikTok, so hi. If you listen started on TikTok, tell me hello. And then then yeah, and then I have to make promos for, you know, everything I need to make promos for. And then there's you know, there's the thumbnails for those and stuff like that as well. It's a whole ordeal. So yeah. Uh people don't realize I'm like, yeah, it takes a lot it takes a lot of time to do podcasts. Um can slim it down uh on the beforehand, but yeah, you really have to plan it out and really have to work. So like I'm always like, you know, you'll see me after Wednesday Wednesdays I usually try to like just do errands and uh, I will probably start on the next week's podcast the Wednesday I release it, and then Thursday, Friday, if I have gigs, Saturday, Sundays, I'm usually on it. Monday mornings, I usually do it, and I just record in the afternoons, evenings. So, that yeah, you have that. So, yeah, podcasts take a lot to record. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing pretty good at this, folks. Maybe you should shut the fuck up. Five, write a script or sketch out the content for your podcast. Scripting or sketching, you should make the most important part of your prep time. That way you can be confident in what you want to say and how you want to convey it without having to overdo it in editing and re-recording afterwards. Um, I know how to talk, so I'm not too worried about that portion of it, but I do kind of keep an, a loosely outlined script. Um, but I really don't talk about much. Like um, the news section is really I just copy and paste down the article. I sometimes I do sometimes trim down the articles because like at some point just me reading for like 5 minutes straight can be just like brutal. Not just mainly brutal for me and you're you probably get bored too. People need to learn how to write shorter articles uh for this stuff cuz I'm like you can get more into it and then you're just putting in fluff to just make it longer and I don't think you need to. So basically the news segments are just the news I read. Um the scripted section, you know, or the middle section, you know, a lot of times, like what I just read about my 100th wedding, um, basically that's more like I had to talk about a couple topics and I kind of just ramble from there. Maybe some things I do want to make more clear that I want to make sure I bring up, but yeah, it's, I very loosely script that. Then um, the Ask Sweezy section of the show, uh, it's just the questions sometimes. Uh, I do put down a couple things I need to bring up during... Uh, uh, during answering the question, but besides that, like, and that's very rarely I even do that as well. Sometimes I just, I really wing that section because I think it's more fun and a little bit more funny. So, uh, I definitely do that as well. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely if, uh, if you're doing a show, which you like mine, you do, especially, definitely if you're like, I'm going to do a monologue show type of this, um, definitely have everything planned out, like topics you want to bring up and talk about, and especially ideas you want to bring up as well. Like you're definitely going to want to have to do that as well. And podcasting advice, you know, thing hundredth episode. I'm just going to teach you all how to do a podcast. All right. Pretend you're talking to a single member of your audience. This one is the key of the great podcast. You want each listener to feel like you're speaking directly to them, skip sketch and perform your podcast with an image of your ideal listener in your mind. I kind of do that, but I do definitely more like I'm um, public speaking, not necessarily doing stand-up, but like I'm giving a speech or I'm talking and stuff like that. That's generally how I think about it, or I'm having a con- having a conversation. Uh, that's kind of how I uh, think about these things. Um, you do you, though, but yeah, you definitely you definitely have to pretend like you're giving a speech or something like that, that or like you're on a voicemail. I don't know. There's something about putting this mic, like a microphone in front of my face. Like, I'm just... I'm a different person when this comes up. So, yeah, you do have to pretend like you're having not necessarily a conversation, but you're giving a speech and you're saying things like that. And I definitely don't even actually know how to teach. I guess it's just public speaking. Um, part two, producing your podcast. 
Um, gather the necessary recording hardware for your podcast. So, uh, yeah, I know how to describe. So it's telling you you need a laptop or a desktop computer. Yep, I have one of those. A microphone uh, that attaches to your computer's USB port. Um, well, this attaches to my interface, which is Thunderbolt 2, which I know it's an old format. I have an old computer. I'm still making the show. Shut the fuck up. Headphones. Uh, yeah, I do have headphones, and I do have monitors as well. Um, that's just, I, I like to monitor. You don't necessarily need that, but I think, like, if you don't know what you're doing, you should definitely try to monitor yourself. That way you can actually kind of know what's going on. And if you're having, like, issues, it'll, like, cut in and out. But, yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes the mod- uh, the monitoring on the standard computers can be a little, de- can delay a little bit. So it can be a little weird. A pop filter and mic stand. I have, like, a desk mic stand. And this is kind of a pop filter, but a lot of guys don't like these as pop filters, and they use real ones. Um, yeah, and, and those don't really work if you're doing a uh, video podcast because it'll block your face, and that's not cool. But, yep, that's definitely what you A sound mixing board this is not an essential option, but, no, you just need an audio interface. You plug it into your – you plug your mic into – you plug it into your computer. Don't don't try to do anything else. Uh, the podcast on last week, uh, the – what the fuck is it called? Um Oh, Scott, I forgot the name. I know it. It's a, a highly contested podcast. They had a Rode Pod um, pod mixer or something like that, and uh, basically just has everything you need. Like, plug it in. You have four outputs for you have four outputs for headphones, four inputs for microphones, uh, sound buttons for your soundboard. Cool ass deal, and I think that's I think that was really cool. And yeah, I definitely I definitely say if you're gonna start a podcast, get that. However many mics you need, uh, however many headphones you need, uh, you're basically good to go after that. <coughs> Record your podcast in a room with at least basic soundproofing. Yeah, I would say get more, um, do not get a condenser mic, maybe get like a dynamic microphone. Uh, this is going to pick up less room noise. You just need a room that's pretty quiet and not super echoey, to be honest with you. I'll say that. Um, use DAW software to edit your podcast, digital audio workstations, software enables you. Free or low cost typically gets the job done. A lot of people use GarageBand. Yeah, they brought that up. It's free with your MacBook. Uh, Audacity is uh, also free. You just have to download that from the internet. I remember some people were like, wanting me to, like, they're starting a podcast and want me to get advice. Oh, so you're using GarageBand or Audacity? I'm like, well, I use Logic because um, I use that for my regular music producing. Uh, I think Reaper's really good. Uh, it costs like 80 bucks, 70 $80, but uh, you can just keep renewing your free trial for some reason. Don't know what that's all about. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, those are some free options and some good ones. Choose a podcast hosting service that suits your needs. I use SoundCloud because uh, I don't know if it's the best, but I do think that uh, people do listen to podcasts on SoundCloud versus like Buzzsprout and some other uh, Podbean. I know a couple like that that people aren't like going on that site to listen to podcasts, but they would go to SoundCloud to listen to music. So that's something. Uh, do that. Produce can. Consistent content on a consistent schedule. Yes, that's very good. Be consistent, and I know it's hard some weeks, but you got to keep doing it. It's it's not always easy. Make sure you pick a good time to release episodes too. That's also they also brought that up. Uh, building your audience, um, of course. Social media, also social media is good. Word of mouth, uh, like email, voicemail. Yeah, yeah. You got to make sure you have that shit for your podcast as many different ways possible. Clearly easy. Um, Build name recognition as a guest on other podcasts. Yes, go on other people's podcasts as much as you can. 
um, which is very weird because I don't have as many podcast friends. But, like, yeah, I'm always, like, if I, especially, I usually go on other people's podcasts. That's usually a thing when I have music to promote. Highly Contested, I was just on there. Uh, but, yeah, if I definitely have something I need to promote, like, every week I do this podcast. Like, I don't need to be like that, but, like, if someone needs wants me on, I'm like, yeah, I'll for sure go on your podcast. That's no big deal. Um, but uh, for the most part, the, like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to ask to go on someone else's podcast, it's going to be, because uh, I have something to promote, but if someone asks me to go on their podcast, I was usually say yes. I don't even care. To be honest, like I don't really care. I'm like I'll bring my own mic. I'll in doing Zoom. I'll record myself. It's no big deal. I don't even care if you're bad because I'm gonna be good. I'm just like I know I'm gonna be good, so I don't have anything to worry about. And I'm like, and I have a good enough filter to know. I'm like, hey, you shouldn't say this on the internet to people. Um, the trick is I do it anyways. That's the problem. Um, like that. And I think that's it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what would you say I missed in the process of making a podcast? Um, and is my podcast living up to these expectations that have now been given towards me? Only you can decide. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on. Then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Man proposes and God disposes. Okay, it's time for the 100th section of Ask Shweezy. We've done 100 episodes uh, of We've Answered. We do seven episodes. We've answered at least 700 plus questions in our days. Of doing cancel Sweezy, or we've at least answered them at least seven hundred times. We tried to do like seven episodes, right? Anyways, though, seven hundred time, but maybe our hundredth episode doing this. But y'all still have some fucking problems that I'm here to solve. 
So let's just, uh, you know, the words. Let's just jump into it. See what's going on with y'all. Let's see what y'all fucking are dealing with. How do I tell a guy I just want him to fuck me in a mask? What? Uh, I have a severe mask kink uh, and love it when men who wear balaclavas scream slash Jason masks break in and fuck me. I fantasize about it. The guy I'm seeing right now is a bit of a square, and I feel so unfulfilled. I just want a guy to hold me, you know, grab me by the hair with a knife to my throat and make me come. Sorry to be so graphic. I feel so empty. I wish a guy knew what I needed. I'm starting to crave it. So, okay. Um, I think this question you just asked me, uh, women's rights just went back, like, I'm not going to say, I, I was thinking 50, but I th I'm thinking more 20. This this has brought women's rights back like 20 years with <laughs> this question. Um, I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. The question you're, you're making towards me right now is, okay, you're saying you would like a man to break in to you. It's, okay, let's assume... If it's a scream or a Jason, I don't know what the other one is. I'm sorry. Some of you are like, I'm a horror movie fan. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. Uh, I know who scream is. I know who Jason is. Uh, does it have to be a specific character mask, or is it like, so you want someone to break in, you don't want to see their face, and then they want them to make you come? I, I mean, we're far enough into the episode now. This isn't gonna be a highlight. I, I think you're talking about getting raped. I think uh, you have a rape king, and that's just you know. That makes me uncomfortable. Like, you know, you know how much shit... You know I kissed a guy this weekend, and this question makes me uncomfortable. Uh, what am I supposed to say? Okay, um... I guess I'm gonna have to fucking answer this question uh, that you put in front of me. So, we... So, your... So, your boyfriend's kind of a square. He doesn't choke you. He doesn't put a knife to your throat and fucks you. He's kind of... <laughs> This guy, he's, I'm dating this guy, he's, he's kind of a square. Oh, how is he a square? Well, I'd love for him to put on a mask, break into my home, uh, put a knife to my throat, and then fuck me and make me come. Uh, but he doesn't do that. Uh, he respects me. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> another woman's just listening, like, I, you know, I, I just, I just wish my guy would wash his ass. Uh, you know, Josh. Um, so, um... So, okay, so you have to understand, uh, we, and, and honestly, this feels like a more of a guy thing than, uh, this feels like I have to tell guys this, but you're a woman in this situation, so I guess I'm going to ask you this question, or I'm going to tell you this, uh, you know, our partners are not going to do 100% of what they, we want them to do in the bedroom, uh, and I feel like we have to accept that. We can get them to do some things, and some other things on occasion. Um, but the problem is, how do you get this fuck out of the wires, get cross, you get this fucking kink? Jesus. Do, do you, do you need to say this out I think you need to say this out I feel like people don't say things out loud enough. You're wanting a guy to break into your home wearing a mask uh, from a specific horror movie? Questionable. Uh, you fantasize about him, uh, putting a knife to your throat, uh, and fucking you until you come. First of all, in reality, if 
the most unrealistic part of this whole situation is the idea that he's going to get you to come. He's not going to get you to come. He's just going to come inside you. And that's always, and, and you know, I'm start. I've been start. I've been starting to think though. I've been watching a lot of uh, murder documentaries. If if it's a sexual thing, that's why you're killing people. You can't be leaving your cum in their bodies, especially not now. We have DNA evidence. You can't be. You can't just be coming in anyone, and you can't just be coming in people and killing them. We have DNA now. Uh, it's not the fucking OJ trial. Um. I mean, I've been rambling on, but I think the actual answer to this question is just tell him. Tell him this is what you like. This is like the fantasy you have. Um, and be like, hey, you fucking square. Why don't you put a knife to my throat? <laughs> Fuck. You know how many guys... It's like... There's like guys out there who's like, man, I wish my girl was kinkier, you know? She was more sluttish and did more slutty things. And then there's this woman who would love for you to put a knife to her throat. If I put a knife to a woman's throat, like, while trying to have sex with her, I would accidentally kill her. I 100% know that's 100% what's happening. Uh, so, yeah, what's, what's my answer to your question? Just just fucking tell him what you want, and then you can figure it out. Okay? What? Oh, fuck, dude. All right. How do I give a better head? How do I give a better head? I watch some videos, follow the tips, but I think I can do it better. Should I practice more to go deeper? Okay. So, uh, definitely this isn't going to be on the highlights. This is for the full episode listeners only. Uh, I love the full episode listener only questions. Um, the ones that I can't make highlights out of because YouTube will be like, fuck no. YouTube hasn't blocked anything in a while. It's always TikTok, but you appeal it immediately, and they always they always let it go back through. I think it's just a... Their automated system is pretty, pretty hefty. Um, anyway, so how do you give better hand jobs? So, like, yeah, my first advice is always say, I'm like, you know, watch uh, some videos. It's not like someone giving a tutorial and shit like that. And that's where you find the fucking grapefruit video. And then I watch that movie, uh, Girls Trip. Uh, I know I have Tiffany Haddish. I do, n- oh, and Jada Pickett-Smith, that, that bitch. Um, and, uh, had some other people, too. Uh. And they, she tried to do the fucking grapefruit on a guy, and the citrus got in his eyes, dude. That's fine. That was fucking brutal. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, you watch some videos. So yeah, if you watch porn, some of those chicks can really give you the sloppy, the sloppy knob, dude. Why am I participating in No Nut November and answering these questions? Um, follow the tips, you know. I think you've done some research, but you're wanting to know... Uh, IRL advice. IRL meaning in real life, which it's like e-girls exist, but e-girls imply the existence of IRL girls or in real life girls, which I didn't know women existed. Uh, no, what, what, what I would say, um, advice, um, one, uh, one thing I would say, always go deep. Don't, you know, I know you want to hover around the top of it, and that's not bad, it's not the worst, but, like, deep throat, deep throat, that shit, like, I know it's gonna take some practice, and honestly, one of the best things to do is, uh, and, you know, to do anything good, you know, uh, I went to school for music, and they always told you about the 10,000 hour, uh, rule, where it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at anything, and, uh, I would definitely say, have we gotten to, do you think we've gotten to 10,000 hours on podcasting? I, I have to be close somewhere. I have to be really close. 
Um, these ha- I don't know. Okay. All right, math time. I'm gonna pull up a calculator. This is way off topic. So, one point five times. Wait. Clear. Ten. So it'd be ten thousand divided by an hour and a half. That's how many of my episodes are. Would it be six? I I'm not gonna. Okay. Never mind. Uh, what? We're not gonna do that. Uh. Yeah, go as deep as you possibly can. That's going to be your mind, some of the best really good advice. Uh, you know, don't fe- get scared with your spit. The spit makes it feel better. Y- you'd be surprised because uh, spit is kind of like lubrication. It's just, you know, you know how when you're more lubed up, it feels better for you? Like, it's, it feels better for us, too. You know, that's how it is. So, you know, a lot wetter, go deeper, and uh, don't. Make sure your teeth are out of the way too. I feel like those are the, those are three big things. Um, you know, now that I've come to realize this, and I've been talking about this for a couple minutes. Um, me giving advice on how to give a better—I don't know if I'm the best person giving advice on blow better blowjobs because I don't give blowjobs. Um, but uh, those I've—I told you things that I would like to make a, the blowjobs I've had in the past better. But uh, also, maybe talk to a gay man. Uh, who's the king? The king, the blowjob king. Not met the blowjob queen. She's the foreplay king's wife. She's coming up in May. Um, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. But yeah, no, definitely practice going deeper. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you're not with guys with massive hogs. I assume you're with guys with just normal sized dongs. You know, it's weird how every guy wishes their dick was bigger, and then women are like, uh, some women are like, where's my boobs were bigger. And like some women make their boobs bigger, and then some some women just like I have big boobs. I'm perfect. I don't know. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. You just learn how to go deeper. Use less teeth. Slobber a lot more. That's gonna be my advice. All right, let's move on. Okay. Man proposes and God disposes. Oh fucking no. Is Tinder mainly for people who wanna fuck? And you spell fuck f the at sign c k. Some of you, some of you don't know that the A circle thing was at, and that's what Nick at Night used, and that's how I remember how Nick at Night worked back in the day. Some of you don't know that. I knew that. Uh, anyways, though, it's Tinder for people who want to fuck. So yeah, so all dating sites are generally kind of weird because a lot of dating sites have definitely tried to create themselves into a way where uh, they, they're definitely for a specific purpose, and uh, specific purposes can be interesting when you think about it. Because um, I remember like when, they were, like, when uh, internet dating services first started, some of them were free, some of them were not. Like, smartphones really revolutionized the way that we do uh, you know, uh, the whole uh, dating thing. But you know, it was like eHarmony, Match.com... Uh, my friends fucking signed me up for one that was for people with STDs. I don't know how I got on there. And it was a nonsense article. It was like me with like a double chin photo. It's like I eat two Chipotle burrito bowls a day. And my favorite movie is Chicken Run. And I write Chicken Run fan fiction. That was, that was legit the bio. I'm like, that's funny. Because I can't get mad. If it's funny, I can't get too mad. Um, anyways, though. But, like, yeah, every website's kind of different. Every app is a little different. Like, you know, like Hinge. Like, they are like, we want you to get in a relationship. We, that's, that makes us feel good. That gets us hard. And uh, uh, Bumble's like, we just want women 
to feel empowered and make the first move. AKA, we want women to match with you, and then they're just going to ghost you. And you're like, I don't know what you wanted. I don't know what you wanted out of this. Um, honestly, I feel like if you look at actual stats for dating sites, we talk about like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, uh, the three. I think those are the big three, right? Um, grind, I guess grinders. Grinders, the T and the LGBT of dating apps. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for the most part, like they're, uh, they're built on, the most of them are all built on, not grinder. We're, we're okay, done talking about grinder. Uh, they're all built on the idea of starting a relationship or meeting people. Uh, Tinder's kind of just basically, I guess you said Tinder. I'll say Bumble. Bumble's more for, like, women making the first move, but it's a dating site, and that's just all it is. And it's probably made more for, hey, this you, you need to date someone. Uh, Hinge is very, like, hey, you need to date someone. This is, and to be honest with you, some of the people I've seen on Hinge, it's basically a cow dating site, to be honest with you. I've seen a lot of fucking cows on Hinge. But I would say Tinder is very neutrally even on Hey, what do you want to get out of this? Tinder's like, you want to fuck? Go for it. You want to meet someone new? Go for it. You want to start a relationship? Go for it. Tinder's very neutral in what they want in uh, partners and what they want them to do. So, uh, but yeah, but Tinder, yeah, and I guess it also depends on like where you are in the world too. Like, I, guess, I know New York, LA can be a lot easier for hookups, but other places are like, I'm not here for hookups. I'm here for a relationship. I'm like, yeah, you're probably done with the hookups. I know you probably have fucking three kids. Uh, the reason why I had to sign off on dating sites is just, like, I'm just like, I one, I'm not meeting anyone. I'm like, this is, no point in me just putting myself out there on the internet. Uh, I already do that here. Um, what was I, I, I just love, it's like people who are, it's just like people who are desperate. I'm like, I'm not really desperate, you know, I'm like, Every time I log, it's like I, I would log into the apps and I'd like swipe on a couple people. I'm like, I don't know, I'm bored. And then I just get off. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm that. You're like, I'm not that horny. I'm just like, get off and shit like that. So, anyways, though, what is Tinder for? Tinder's the gen, the, you know, the true neutral in the dating apps. Uh, everything else is a lot more uh, uh, different. Um, and, you know, this is the type of guy you get. Why do I get pimples on my chest? Okay, I'm not a dermatologist, but I've been watching a lot of dermatologists on the, the Learning Channel, TLC, The Learning Channel. Apparently some people didn't know that's what that stood for. Uh, the Learning Channel, and I've also been watching uh, or watch a lot of TikTok and stuff like that. Uh, one reason why you get pimples on your chest, uh, I, you may have been, well, I don't know if you're a woman or a man. Um, I feel like women care more about that shit. Um, big guys. Anywhere... The reason where you can get a pimple, the question is where can you get a pimple? Anywhere that you can grow hair. So technically, you know, like I can grow, like you know how your like hands don't get money pimples and your like you know your wrist doesn't. Someone posted a fake video of them like squeezing like a cyst type thing off the hand, and dermatologists were like, uh, you can't really grow hair on your palms, so uh, this video is clearly fake. So and stuff like that. And if you see someone popping something on a foot, it's always, like, a clear jelly liquid, because it's, like, that's joint, like, that's, like, joint oil or something like that, or joint liquid or something like that to help your joints, you know, move and shit like that, uh, so that's the thing, so if you can grow hair there, you can 
get a pimple. That's where you get fucking zits in your ears and on your earlobe and shit like that. Um, that's where you get zits on your back. Because, you know, people grow pimple zits on their back. And then, you know, people do grow some on their chest. So if you're a woman, I, I feel like you're a woman asking this question, you know. Uh, women feel more like, why do I get acne on my back? That's a guy thing. Um, why do you get pimples on your chest? Yeah, I think it's because you can grow hair on your chest. And therefore, if you can grow hair somewhere, that means you can get a pimple there. So anywhere you've gotten a pimple, that's where hair can grow. And you're like, I didn't know I could get hair there. Like, fun fact, yes, you can. Um, so that's a fun fact. Uh, if you're asking how to get rid of it, I think it's just... You, you'd probably just start having to get, like, body wash or something like that or soap that is generally specified for uh, acne on your body and stuff like that. Um, you know, I've gotten to a point, like, I try to, like, you know, I, I wash myself and I used to try to use good mouth body wash, a.k.a. body wash that just smells good. That way I don't really need cologne on, like, days. I don't feel like, you know, wearing cologne and shit like that, you know. Uh, but, like, my back, I, I get acne on my back. Uh, it's not that bad, you know, but... It's just, it just happens. One, uh, hot months, I'm sweaty. There's nothing I can do about it. it doesn't, I would have to take, like, five showers a day to keep that shit clean, you know, and stuff like that. And it's already hard to clean your back as it is. So that, you know, that's that. Uh, I also get an itchy back. I just scratch it with with a screwdriver. That doesn't help uh, at all and stuff like that. But, yeah, my chest doesn't get as much. But, yeah, just make sure you wash it, you know. Sometimes if you have an acne problem on it, just, uh, yeah, you got to do your thing, you know, to... Or acne to help on it. Um, uh, apparently retinol is good. I want to start trying retinol and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, yeah. Um, and if it's a real problem, use concealer on it. That's my... I really do think, like, just... You know, and I'm, I'm talking to men here, too. Like, if you have an acne problem and you, you have a zit or whatever, uh, pop it, put concealer on it. Who fucking cares? You're like, you wearing makeup? Huh, gay? I'm like, yeah, because I put concealer on a zit. That makes me gay. Uh, you're not fucking wearing eyeshadow. I wore eyeliner and no one called me gay. Um, people just thought I've called me the fucking nightman from Always Sunny. So, that's not something you should be worried about. You, you can calm down. No one, and also, people don't care about you. So, you can just shut the fuck up. So, anyways, though, let's take a drink. Here's feeling good all the time, folks. <sighs> if you could be 17 again... What would you do differently? That's a very good question. I know Ryan Sickler over on the Honeydew. He always asks people at the end of the show, like, like, what if you were sixteen again? What advice would you give to your sixteen-year-old self? Like, what would you do do over again? Um, I know the first thing I would tell people. Um, I don't know if the first thing I would tell myself is because uh, I grew up very Christian. One thing I would always say that is, um, for the most part, is. You know, and, like, when when I grew up Christian, I grew up Christian in the 2000s. And so, like, I'm very, I was a very depressed teenager, kid, and I had terrible anxiety, super terrible anxiety. And, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I was, like, at one point, I'm, like, I need to go see a therapist or I need a doctor or something like that. So my parents took me to a Christian therapist, and then the Christian therapist was very against, you know, oh, someone's depressed, should I put them on antidepressants? Or should I tell them that they need God more? And so I was always told, like, you you need to focus on God when you're depressed. And shit like that. You know, that's, you know, that's stuff like that. Um, so one thing I would tell, like, for, no, like, literally the first thing I would tell my 17-year-old self, or 16-year-old self. Hold on. Is that, 
hey, here's, um, here's the medication I take now that actually really helps me out a lot. Uh, start taking that shit right now and don't miss it. Don't skip days on that shit. Uh, that's, like, the first thing I would say, because, like, if I could go back, because, like, I had concentration problems in school, and so I always had to work doubly hard to actually make sure I can remember things and continue to do my work and actually keep up, and I remember when I started taking beds and I had to start, like, remembering things for random shit, I'm like, okay, and I remembered it in, like, two seconds and I could do it, so, like, I had, like, focus problems. This, this also could be a sign of ADHD I have, and I don't know. I know it's pretty, the anxiety was so bad I started having panic attacks, so I would say definitely get on that medication and stuff like that. Um, another part of me is, like, there was the the Christian part of my life where I was very into the whole Christian shit. And part of, like, there's the part of me that's, like, I wish you would have given that up earlier and had more fun. Like, you would have partied more in college because I didn't party as much in college. One, because of the Christian thing, but I still partied a lot in college. I drank a lot in college. It was just that, like, I was more focused on my music career and stuff like that in college than I was with partying and shit like that. What? I know. I'm not, I'm a weirdo. So, like, I wish I could go back and be like, hey, make sure you party in college a lot more because when you're an adult, it's just going to be sad. Um, we also have, uh, yeah, stuff like that, um, focusing on your career. So it's like, and also the Christian shit, <clears throat> I want to say, is that I don't know if I want to tell myself, like, hey, you should continue to you should continue to this god shit or like stop that god shit right now. Uh, you'll thank me later because a lot of it made you think made you a horrible person. How you thought and you had to do a lot of work into undoing a lot of those thoughts that you had uh, being a Christian. But then there's also like a lot of friendships and relationships and stories I made along the way, which I don't know if I want to change that. So I question that, but 100 percent though, like the antidepressants, I'm like get on that shit immediately it's gonna make you a lot better you're gonna do a lot better in school you're just gonna be a lot better student you're gonna be a better human being uh and it's just gonna help you along the way because i'm being undiagnosed with like adhd severe anxiety depression and you're not getting the help you need you're just going through life like very you're putting life on hard mode and i wish i would have done it because like i couldn't concentrate i couldn't remember things it was horrible so i i wish i could do that differently that's like the one thing i wish i could do differently then I question on, like, hey, stop doing that Christian shit because uh, you're going to realize that a lot of those people are racist, fascists, horrible human beings, and what they're saying that you've taken to heart and that relationship you built with them is really bad. There's, I'm just saying, like, when the orange man became president, there were so many people that, like, I really respected that I just lost all respect for. And that was just a really difficult thing for me to think about, like, Oh, I really respected you, but you think black people are lesser human beings now? And you're just racist, homophobic, social, you know, uh, not socialist, uh, feminine, like, uh, you hate women too and shit like that? Fuck you, you know. I guess that's what I would say on that, you know. What? Do you kiss your friends with benefits goodbye? I've been seeing this girl for the past week, and we get along pretty well, and soon enough we hooked up. It happened again yesterday, and I slept over at her place. We cuddled the whole night. Now, when I left, I kissed her goodbye, but I wondered if that was giving her the impression I wanted more. I'm actually not quite sure if I do, but I don't want to rush things. So, to come back to the question, is it normal to kiss your friends with benefits goodbye, or would that be weird? So, 
my fellow American, I don't know if you're American, my fellow friend, uh, my fellow schwoke lord, um, this is the type of guy you get. I'm starting to think that you said you said you did. Yeah, you did kiss her goodbye. You let you asked her if you wanted more. Um, it, it's, you're going with the very very big question of is being a friends with benefit like does being a someone with friends with benefits is someone going to catch feelings? Because that's a very common thing with friends with being friends with benefits. It's like it's an okay thing to be. But it's kind of hard time, hard to maintain over time because eventually either you're gonna like actually be like let's let's, let's try this out, or or because you uh, you actually one of you doesn't really like the other person there. It's just for the the sex, and they find actually find an actual person they want to be with, and the other person starts feeling bad and shit like that. Um, so. So yeah, uh, what I would say though is, if also the cuddling thing, I don't I don't know how many people, I mean how the whole night you cuddled the whole night, the whole night, I feel like that's a that's a relationship thing. The relationships get cuddled the whole night. Friends with benefits, it's like maybe an hour or two afterwards, before you know you gotta warm women up. You know, I'm the foreplay king. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. So. So yeah, that was what I'd say. The, the the whole night, and then you kissed her goodbye. It sounds like you both are getting to a relationship. So I can't speak on her feelings. She didn't write this question. You wrote this question, so you can talk about your feelings. Um, so you gotta ask yourself, do I have feelings for this girl? And now here's another question: Would you kiss a prostitute goodbye? Because because I wouldn't. If, unless I caught feelings for her, which could happen. I'm not like saying I'm not trying to act like a better person here. Like that possibly that could happen. Or like, so we're gonna like hang out again sometime. I'm just laughing out of insecurity. Uh, so yeah. So you, I guess you have to ask because you cuddled the whole night, and then you kissed her goodbye in the morning, uh, and you're wondering if you're giving off the impression you like her, buddy. Uh, you need to ask yourself, do you like this? And then you have to figure out if she maybe has got feelings for you, too. I think you both mean maybe once you both, uh, yeah, so that shit, no, it's not a good idea. Don't don't be kissing your friends with benefits goodbye. It's kind of like a, all right, all right, I'm going to leave. Have fun. And then you, you just leave and bounce and, you know, and stuff like that. And you're like, I'm going to go get, I had sex. I'm going to go get some nachos. I'm going home and stuff like that. It sounds like you're doing uh, relationship sex stuff. And now, there's nothing wrong with relationship sex, I have to say that. This guy is, uh, sounds like you both are having relationship sex. Which, honestly, I'm gonna say this, some of you think I'm talking shit. I think relationship sex is probably the best kind of sex. Because I think sex when you care about someone, or as I like to call, fairy tale lovers in the sheets. I like to say in some songs. Um, so anyways, though, uh, that's the best kind of sex. And uh, you should probably figure out where you are in your life. That, that's pretty good. All right. Last question of the evening. Let's get into it. Let's just jump into it. Is it morally wrong to cut your ex, family, and kids out of your life? So I've read a lot of stories of people whose ex chests 
and leave. I'm going to assume that's cheats and leaves them for someone else. The kids like the X and the cheaters more than you. Likes the cheaters more than you. Okay, someone needs to learn how to fucking spell because this is not second language shit. And you and your family agrees with them. So why don't they just leave? Give up all parental rights, block them on all and everything and move away. Seems like the most logical to me. Like, why spend time with people who betray you? And turn your kids against you. I do suffer from a lack of empathy, so that... I don't know what the fuck you're saying right now. How did this get in here? Um, okay, I'm going to take out the bio. I'm going to take out your little description. I'm going to read your title. Is it morally wrong to cut your, cut your ex, family, and kids out of your life? Uh, that's the only question we're going with today. So, I do, I do generally think, though, um, it, it is a good policy that if you're in a relationship with someone, and it's the weird thing, it's like, yeah, you should, you should date your best friend, and like, yeah, that should be, that should be a true statement, but at the same time as well, um, like, if you're, if you're looking for a girlfriend or a wife, you're looking for pussy, it's, it's a weird, it's weird gray area, gray area, I would, that be a cool podcast, like, me and, I get some, a couple other people in on it, and we're like, called gray areas, and we talk about the gray areas, in life, you know, that'd be a good podcast idea, uh, so, if we talk about your, you know, when you go with your ex, I don't think, you know, I don't think you and your ex should hate each other, I don't think hate should be involved in that, and if you're continually communicating with your ex, stop that shit, that's wrong, you shouldn't be talking to your ex anymore, and, uh, I know some people are like, well, we work together, I'm like, you, you created that problem, uh, the only time, you would ever need, should ever actually need to talk to your ex. Like, you actually need to, is if you have a child together. That is the only time it is required that you probably need to talk to your ex at all. Because the child uh, is a mutual thing that you both had together. Uh, and people are like, well, babies have an accident. I'm like, you came in a woman, she decided to keep it, you know what the fuck's going on. So, we, you know, we are... You know, that's the only time, if you, and then you break up, that's the only reason you ever should have to talk to an ex, is if you have a kid together. That's just 100% my belief. Now, if you run into your ex, and you just have a casual conversation, it's no big deal, but, like, I don't believe you should hate your ex, even if, like, you don't like each other, you know, and especially if you have a kid, like, stop that, stop that shit, uh, but should you cut your ex out altogether? Um, what I would say is, yes, if you don't have a child together, it's okay, to cut an ex out of your life altogether if you don't have a child together. Now, uh, if you do have a child together, that ex is going to be in your life for the rest of your life, or at least until they turn 18, slash, 18 is not really the deal breaker, slash when they start being on their own, that's probably when uh, that shit will start. Like that when, That's probably when you really don't have to see that ex anymore because uh, they're going to be on their own and be like, oh, okay, come see dad. Uh, oh, you're hanging out with your mom, okay, you know, that's really the only time you're gonna have to stop talking to them, but, like, yeah, you should try to be a good parent. Now, how you phrase this question, is it morally wrong to cut your ex out of your life? Ex? Yes. Family? No. Kids? No. That's just how it is, folks. Um, I wanted to make a highlight out of that, I don't think I can, so. So, anyways, brothers. Anyway, brother. Anyways, brother. Oh, no! We're ending today's episode of Cancel Shweezy, a.k.a. our 100th episode. I can't believe we made it to 100 episodes of Cancel Shweezy. I just remember 
sitting under this idea. I'm like, I, I'm just more of a technical friend. I'm like, hey, I have this idea for a show, it's a solo show. Uh, the, it's going to be called Cancel Sweezy. The joke is that I'm going to talk about a bunch of shit unhinged, and the joke is people are going to cancel me after it. And we're at 100 episodes now, and I, I have no plans on stopping here. Um, I want to keep on going. Uh, we're two years in, 100 episodes now, and I'm just, I'm very happy for everyone who listens to this show. I, I generally am. I act like I don't give a shit about you, but, like, if I ever actually, like, I don't fuck, fuck you listeners. I'm like, I do care, and I do care about everything, and, uh, grateful, thankful, and I really do hope you do well in life and adventures, and I hope, uh, and I hope, I hope this show... I don't know, I get depressed and I watch, like, TV shows and podcasts and stuff like that, and I get, you know, I've been very low periods in my life, and they've really helped me out, and I hope one, I hope it helps you out if you're in a low period in your life, and, uh, just remember, you, I don't know, I was gonna say something wise, but I don't know, uh, if you're in a low period, just, just drink it away, but don't be a dick, just don't be a dick, uh, and remember, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, just remember, there's always an old guy jerking off on the internet that'll make you laugh out there. So if you're, if you're feeling low in life, I always want to say, uh, it'll go back up. It'll probably go back down, too. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to go back down, too. But, uh, but yeah, I've always heard some people say that. It's like, I was in a really dark time, but your show really helped me out. I'm like, that, the blessing of what I do. And it's like, on this journey, I've been there, too. It's, it's a... Life, life is, you know, my first favorite song about highways. Second one is Greta Van Fleet's uh, Highway Tune. But my first one is Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts. Might have been by someone else, but I don't know. Uh, life is a highway. I want to drive it all night long. So, with that all being said, thank you for tuning in to the 100th episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Don't forget, uh, November 23rd, I'm playing with Jacob Gash up in Columbia, Missouri at Rose Music Hall. Go check that out. Wild Turkey Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. If you're with your family, uh, skip that shit and come hang out with me and Jacob and uh, the other guys in the band, which I don't know if they, they're up for me giving out their names. At least on this show. <laughs> on this show, so... So, yeah, I'm not being stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, Last Christmas by Shweezy comes out November 11th. I did get news that the actual full compilation comes out November 18th. I, I don't know what's going on there, but I'm for sure Last Christmas is coming out November 11th, and that's all that matters. That It's me. I'm the only one that matters. Go check that out. Uh, make sure and follow me on social, on the you know on the music sites and uh, social media at the Shweezy, wherever you get your social medias and your music. Follow Shweezy. Or at the Shweezy, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy for more information on that. Uh, Amazon Prime account connected to that way you can financially support us with a subscribe. And don't forget the Patreon page where you can help us out with our tip bucket. The tip bucket, uh, you know, it's like circumcision. We want you to have it and we want to, you to give us our. You, your tip and uh, don't forget all the free shit like i said all the audio only listeners who you know usually people who listen to this shit are from the audio side make sure you go ahead leave us a review give us a 5432 or one star rating on your audio platform but don't forget to check out our youtube page uh we post our highlights over there where you can go and share those with your friends uh tell them that you like this play them with your friends when you're watching dumbass videos on youtube 
Uh, and uh, if you have actually something to say, because I do generally want, if I said something stupid or wrong, or you want to give me more information on something, I actually do really am interested in hearing that. So leave a comment on them, especially on the highlights, because I really want to see that shit. Uh, but yeah, like I said, just like it, tell your friends. And, you know, I know some of you are audio listeners, but if you listen to it on your TV or whatever, pull up the YouTube app, pull up Cancel Sweetie. That's the best way to listen to it. Sometimes I have cool backgrounds, you know. Uh, life's a dirty game. You got to play a dirty game to win it. Anyways, let's end our 100th episode. The only way we know how. Ever since, I believe, episode 25 is when we started this. Honk if you love butt drugs. And stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.